This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello and welcome to Bet the Edge on Wednesday, September 28th. I'm Jay Croucher with Drew Dinsick. Thanks to everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. We are going to tackle a lot of the health questions in the NFL, some quarterback injury situations, some other things going on. But Drew, first, how are you, mate? I'm great. I cannot wait to talk NFL today with you. Uh, A lot to get to. Uh, We're going to break down injuries. So I've cleared my schedule. My calendar is free for the next two hours. We can really kind of lay out and go through everything in great detail. Um, But no, in seriousness, I don't remember a season like this. We said this last week, and it's gotten even more insane. Uh, The number of meaningful injuries and um, you know, specifically for us in the handicapping space, the number of injuries that move the number are, are just, they're tough to wrap your head around right now. It's only been three weeks of action, and yet it feels like, you know, we're, we're at the end of, uh, you know, just an especially brutal season. Um, so it's, it's, there are questions uh, at quarterback for a number of these teams, and I think those are the, you know, there are a lot of uh, old school, handi- you know, handicappers and, you know, long term uh, winners in this space who will tell you the quarterback is really the only injury that matters uh, when it comes to pricing uh, NFL games. And, you know, I, I would say that there are a couple others that are, are extremely important. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to test the, all those theories this week. Yes, and the game to start with, which is a test of the idea that only quarterbacks matter, because apparently Rashawn Slater matters a lot as well when he's dropping off to your man, Storm Norton. (laughs) Great Storm Norton. So let's start with this one, because this is the most baffling line of the week to me, or very close to it. Charges are only minus five at the Houston Texans. The total is 44. This got down to four and a half yesterday briefly now in terms of the injury situation for the Chargers, herbert is off the injury report he should play but we don't know what he's going to look like probably not like justin herbert Rashawn slade is done for the year uh joey bosa looks to be carrying a significant groin injury and that usually means you don't play the next week so he's out jc jackson a concern Corey lindsley keenan allen will probably play so put all that into the big Chargers pot what are you doing with this team in this game? 
Yeah, Chargers have a cluster injury. It is their personnel. Um, the way I look at this market and in general, the maturity of this market to me speaks to less than 100% certainty that Herbert goes. Yep. Uh, we saw that last week as well. If you kind of go back in time to the, you know, the, the Jags market opener on Sunday, um, it was an adjustment from about, you know, nine and a half down to seven and a half uh, on the on the assumption that there was some degree of uncertainty about Herbert's availability. Now, the you know, some market makers took seven and a half quick. It sat at seven, you know, slash six and a half for most of the week last week, which in my, you know, my read was that was about a 75 to 80 percent chance that Herbert was going to go. Uh, that tanked to three and a half as there were strong rumors on Friday that the medical staff was not going to clear Herbert to play. Um, but apparently the protocols it, for the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, this Mickey Mouse operation that they're running down there, Herbert can give himself a green light and did. Uh, and so, you know, you see that close, close to seven again. Uh, and I think if you're expecting sort of a similar, mar you know, cycle with this market as maybe minus five represents 75 percent chance that Herbert goes uh, if and when he is, you know, uh, ruled in, you could see this tickle seven, uh, at which point, you know, chargers at minus five in pocket is a pretty decent bet. Um, I think the you know, the the drop off from. Uh, I, I'm okay completely setting the defensive injuries aside. Uh, I don't think that, um, you know, one way or the other, Joey Bosa and or J.C. Jackson really, um, you know, kind of moves the needle by more than half a point for this game just because of what Houston is offensively. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, I do think the Slater injury, you know, and the downgrade to Storm Norton is about as big of a downgrade as you can have in the NFL at any position besides quarterback. Um, but really and truly, this entire handicap comes down to confidence that Herbert goes and what is the downgrade from Herbert to Chase Daniel, who is a pretty uh, suspect backup, at least by my numbers. Um, you know, and, and Chargers at this point, it's tough for me to say exactly who's making the calls, what the protocol even is. Herbert seems, you know, it, you know, it seems like at least he's proven to be the type of guy that's going to play through this. Um, and so, you know, if you're going to get involved with the Chargers here at this current buy point, uh, I think you'll probably at least capture equity between now and when Herbert is confirmed if he goes. But uh, that's my general read macro. Uh, but uh, again, I, I was a little bit, you know, I read the market wrong last week, so I could be reading it wrong this week. Yeah, Kenneth Murray also hurt. He's, he doesn't have an absolute confirmation in or out. JJ, me, JJ, that's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, you don't like him, do you? Yeah, I do you not. Like <laughs> yeah, you're very low on the Murray train. Look, I think I think it would be madness to get involved with the Texans at plus five, given that the Chargers-Jags line opened at yeah, minus nine and a half, and now we're flipping around. Obviously, we're flipping home field as well. But, I mean, this Houston team is dreadful. Davis Mills is the worst quarterback in the NFL at the moment, I think. What I want to ask you, though, is Justin Herbert. Let's assume that he plays, which I think is a strong favorite that he plays. And let's also assume that he's not Justin Herbert, given he didn't look at all like Justin Herbert against the Jags. Like, what level of quarterback rating do you have for Justin Herbert if he goes in this diminished state? Is he like a Ryan Tannehill level? Is he a Carson Wentz level? Where, do you, where would you have him rated? I have to assume he's going to be 85% of himself still. Um, I thought that the Jaguars really had exactly the right mix of 
defensive line talent to really frustrate the Jaguar, it is frustrate the Chargers, particularly when Rashawn Slater went down. Right, Houston doesn't really have those guys. They have a couple of standout pass rushers, but they they are not, you know, names or players that really scare you over the balance of four quarters. And on top of that, for whatever it's worth, throughout his career, Herbert has been pretty incredible under pressure and in like these high leverage third down, fourth down sort of situations. So um, I'm not going to downgrade him to Tannehill level. I'll put him in the um, I'll put him in the Kirk Cousins tier. I think. Uh, just in terms of effectiveness and, you know, kind of in that eight to 10 range, Tannehill for me is still kind of in like the 15 range. So uh, I would, uh, I would still take a, a, a Herbert with cartilage over, um, you know, over a Kirk Cousins right now. Cartilage, Justin. Okay. That's fair. I think you mentioned it briefly, but the, the Jags, uh, I think that we might look back on that game as perhaps more reflection on, how good the Jags are than necessarily um, the weaknesses of the Chargers. I still think the best bet in football right now uh, on points bet is the Jags to win the AFC South at plus 200. That is way too big for mine. I make that closer to plus 130. All right. In case you missed it, Drew, Matthew Berry is back with NBC and Roto World with his show, Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. He's rolling out his love-hate list, breaking down who to start and sit and much more. I'll be on that show in just over an hour co-hosting. There's also plenty of actionable betting information along the way. So check it out uh, weekdays in the afternoon on Peacock at 12 p.m. Eastern or listen to the show in podcast form wherever you download and subscribe. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets... First five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 8778 Hope New York or text Hope NY467369 in New York. Is it just me or is it getting really hard to figure out the best way to save for retirement? Fidelity can help you find clarity so you can save the best way for you. 
With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement your way. Get started at fidelity.com slash future. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Okay, perhaps a less compelling game now, um, but one that, uh, that must be discussed, must be discussed in great detail. The New York Jets, three and a half point underdogs at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The total is a magnificent 40 and a half. Looks like Zach Wilson is going to play. Now, I don't understand really how the market is treating Zach Wilson vis-a-vis Joe Flacco. I think obviously like season long in terms of upside, yes, Wilson has a lot more upside than Flacco, but week to week, I see no difference between these quarterbacks at all. And if anything, I see a downgrade to Wilson until he proves that he's not one of the three worst quarterbacks in the NFL. That's a fair, a fair approach. But at the same time, should Mitch Trubisky ever be laying three and a half points, I think is your question if you're really trying to evaluate the side here. Um, Zach Wilson, obviously, you know, every quarterback you are expecting to take some meaningful step forward from year one to year two, after you've kind of gotten a little bit of the rookie kind of, you know, cobwebs out in year one, you go through a full off season where you are, you know, kind of the center of attention. It is your team, you know, you, you know, they shape the offense around you and in general, you should be able to, uh, you know, kind of elevate your performance to some degree. We haven't seen it yet this season because he has missed the first three games with the knee injury. I don't think that really that element of his game is going to be that impacted. Um, And so expecting Wilson to give you a little bit of a surprise to the upside is fine in my mind, especially going up against the Pittsburgh team that's missing uh, TJ Watt. Um, This is a Pittsburgh defense that has been very underwhelming so far this season, largely because, in my opinion, at least weeks two and weeks three, they were very, very impacted by uh, fatigue from, you know, the early portion of the season where they were just, you know, absolutely uh, spent so much time on the field against the Bengals. Um, That said, I think, uh, you know, coming into this matchup, New York has enough weapons in the passing game and enough, um, you know, potential you know, upside, as you mentioned, with Zach Wilson, that this is sort of a Jets or pass type of a situation. Um, you know, not a, not the worst spot to to uh, insert Wilson, right? I mean, he, there's a there's a confidence game going on there. Uh, I think if Flacco had you know shocked the world and beaten the Bengals in Week Three, this would be a really really tough time uh, to, to insert him into the lineup. Um, but at one and two. 
particularly coming off how bad that uh, you know Jets offense looked in the second half in Week Three, I don't think this is you know this is about as good a, a situation as you could hope for if you are kind of the you know the franchise hoping to get something out of Wilson this season. Yeah, and you talked about the like Wilson for all his sins, he does have upside, and he has I guess upside this week as well, and he's going against a Steelers team that probably has the least upside week to week of any team in the NFL just because in terms of variance and being able to pull out performances just because the combination of Mitch Trubisky and Matt Canada and an underwhelming defense just doesn't give you that. Now, it is Zach Wilson. It is the worst defense in the league by DVOA, which the Jets currently possess. So you can't feel too excited about plus three and a half, but I would be with you. I wouldn't be comfortable uh, laying the points there. And yeah, I... I mostly just feel sorry for George Pickens uh, at this point, where the one time they threw it up to him, he made the greatest catch of all time, and uh, and and they just seem completely allergic to that. Do you think that Kenny Pickett is going to, one, when, when is he going to play? And then secondly, uh, is he going to give this team more upside than Trubisky does? My read on the Steelers from a franchise standpoint is that they are delusional about how competitive they're going to be this year. And for those reasons, they're just going to ride this Mitch train until it's clear that they are very much out of the competition for a playoff spot, uh, which might not be until December. Um, This Steelers team to me is a four win team. uh, And I think, you know, they're going to have to learn that they're, they look determined to learn that the hard way. Um, Pickett probably makes a start, you know, after Thanksgiving, uh, and uh, Pickens, it is true. Like this, the wide receiver room in general for the Steelers between uh, Johnson, Claypool, and and Pickens is really, really good. Those guys are all they all have you know high level talent, and uh, with a young quarterback, you know, operating an offense that is more creative than a Matt Canada offense. Um, you know, I, I think you can see real upside with that unit, particularly uh, in an AFC North you know that that looks somewhat up for grabs. So. Um, I would say that, you know, the Steelers are the clear fourth best team in that division now. And uh, really the combination of Matt Canada and Mitch Trubisky, you know, you have to really look at the last two weeks and make sure you are not overrating the Browns defense and overrating the Patriots defense, because this this is a, a bottom three offense in the NFL right now. Yep, it's almost impressive how bad and unexciting that Steelers offense is when they have Deontay Johnson, who might be a top 12 wide receiver. They have George Pickens, who opened the year as offensive rookie of the year favorite and now seems doomed in that market. They have Chase Claypool, they have Najee Harris, they have all this talent and uh, and zero creativity. All right, before we get into uh, Patriots-Packers, another sterling uh, quarterback matchup, uh, at least on one side. Now, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands. This weekend, by predicting what will happen in college football, Major League Baseball, on the NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League, there's also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Chiefs and the Bucks in our Sunday Night 7 contest, wherever it should be played. All right, Patriots at Packers. Now, this is interesting to me because the look-ahead line on this was Packers minus six and a half. It's now minus nine and a half. That look-ahead was obviously with no inclination around a Mac Jones injury. Three points does not seem nearly enough for going from Mac Jones to Brian Hoyer. 
I would have thought that that is worth five points. Yeah, I've heard some smart people say some quasi-positive things about Brian Hoyer this week. Good luck to you. If you want to go and take the points with Brian Hoyer, good luck to you. Um, The Patriots team total is in the 13, 13 and a half point range. Uh, That seems right, if not high. Um, Brian Hoyer inspires absolutely nothing in my mind in today's NFL. Um, four or five years ago, he was a perfectly serviceable backup that could get you through a, you know, a three week stretch where your quarterback was missing, uh, time. Um, but you know, in particular, he needed his hand held by a Kyle Shanahan, by a, by a McDaniels. And now he's got Matt Patricia calling plays for him. So it's, this is a really, really, really bad combination for New England. And talking in the same sort of context as the Steelers, which is like, does the organization realize who they are, what they have, what is their goal this season? I don't know that the Patriots have those answers. Uh, they have a you know rookie who showed enough flashes in preseason in Bailey Zapp uh, and who, you know, at least put together a decent enough tape at Western Kentucky that – you know, you're not going anywhere this year if you're the Patriots in this crowded AFC with the you know roster you have. You might as well roll the dice and see if you got anything in Zap. Uh, he could at, you know, you at least find out one way or the other if he can be your backup of the future behind Mac Jones. And if Jones is out for an extended period of time and Bailey Zap is lighting it up, uh, you know now you might have assets that you can use to kind of you know try to build your roster. You know, try to try to um, turn this thing around more quickly. Um, I don't know what, if any, upside there is to really starting Brian Hoyer. Uh, if he ultimately comes in and does enough to cover a couple of games where you otherwise where you're losing by, you know, seven points or more, I, you know, what what is that teaching you about your team? What how is that helping you develop this roster? Uh, it just doesn't really make sense conceptually to me. So um, you know, my concerns and or and confident lack of confidence in the Bill Belichick sort of late stages of his career here is growing uh the you know the more evidence we're getting um and if they really do roll Hoyer out here against a Green Bay defense that is at least above average of the NFL if not top 10 um then you know this is a, a, a probably about three points too short by my numbers if you can get nine and a half at a fair bet i am going to be laying the points with the packers yep i like that it's interesting there are kind of some parallels between greg popovich and bill belichick where obviously they go down as as the greatest or greatest adjacent and uh but towards the end of their careers it does seem like there is some conservativeness and weirdness kind of creeping in uh obviously there's a bit more at stake for the patriots and the spurs this year but i do think that the one factor here that would push back against Packers' optimism is that Packers have a really bad rushing defense. They made David Montgomery look like LaDainian Tomlinson uh, in prime time a couple of weeks ago. They just cannot stop the run. And in theory, this Patriots rushing offense with Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris and still, in theory, a pretty strong offensive line that may be able to counteract the quarterback downgrade a little bit at the same time. You still need you still need a quarterback, and uh, Brian Hoyer is about as bad as it gets. He would probably be the worst starter on tap this week, I would imagine. So, yeah, I would be I would make fair on this if Hoyer is playing around minus twelve Packers, and I suspect that there will be some steam to get there. I 
would also perhaps give the total under 40 and a half a look just because the combination of the Patriots, their lack of scoring upside and also how much they're going to be running the ball and bleeding clock. Would you be on the under there as well? Yeah, I think if the Patriots are going to win games this season, it's going to be 17-14 like they did against the Steelers. I I think realistically, uh, you know, any game where their opponent gets into the 20s, uh, they're taking an L. So uh, it's it's under or pass. It's Packers or pass for me in that one, uh, which means effectively I'm saying Patriots team total under 14 points is a, is a fair bet as well. So, um, you know, it, it, they get into the red zone. That's where Hoyer's issues are going to really shine if they even get into the red zone. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, field goals, not touchdowns, seems like the uh, expectation of the day. Yep. The Packers have... I mean, they've kind of been a bit of a blah team so far just because they haven't, the defense hasn't really lived up to the hype. And the offense obviously is so hindered by the lack of pass catches, though Romeo Dobbs against Tampa might be doing something to change that. I do think now is probably the time to get involved on Packers NFC North, particularly if you can get a price that is approaching even money. Uh, I just think that the Vikings have shown particularly the past two weeks, that they have some serious flaws, particularly defensively. And this Packers team, I mean, if the division line hasn't moved with Mac Jones doing his ankle, then that's wrong because you're going from a game that was, you know, a reasonable favorite to now uh, almost an unbackable favorite. And that really has a material shift in the division. Now, do you want to make a case for the Lions or, uh, or or do you still buy the Vikings? No, no, I think the Packers really are the class of the NFC North, as everyone expected. Unfortunately, you know, it's sad, it's boring, um, yeah. you know, but it is Very what boring. it is. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Aaron Rodgers wins another title. Can I ask you uh, on the way out here, two quick, uh, your, your kind of percentages here. We, have, we didn't mention two other quarterback issues. What's your percent likelihood that Tua goes on Thursday? And what's your percent likelihood about Jameis on Sunday in London? I think they're both true 50-50s. I think Tua, I mean, the market seems to think he's not playing because uh, Tua wouldn't be plus four against the Bengals, I think, even on a short week. I would expect that would be closer to plus three. It is a little bit difficult to, I guess, assess market opinion just because Teddy Bridgewater is one of the best backups in the league, as bad as he looked in that one drive. We'll break all of that game down tomorrow. And then my boy Jameis, who uh, leads the league in average depth of target, he's back to putting the chef's hat on and going full Jameis, uh, despite the transverse <laughs> fracture in his back. Uh, I mean, yeah, not ideal that he's not practicing and wasn't spotted there, and Dalton's getting first-team reps. At the same time, it is Wednesday. Uh, so I would make Jameis more likely to play than Tua, actually. So maybe Jameis 60 to 70%, and Tua maybe slightly below 50%. Is that your read? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, it's it's weird that um, we live in a world now where quarterbacks are making decisions over teams about their availability. Um, so I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm prepared to be surprised. Tua feels like going on Thursday. He maybe he goes, uh, but uh, you know I, I I don't see enough of a enough of a difference between Tua and Teddy to worry about that number moving. And I don't see enough of a difference really between James and Andy Dalton, the way James is playing right now to get all excited about that. But the market surely, uh, surely moved. It went from two and a half to three on the Vikings this morning. Yep. It did. Yeah. We can, uh, we can get into Tua V Teddy. I'm uh, I think I'm much higher on Tua than, than most. Some sharp okay. people were telling me yesterday as well. There's not really that much difference between Tua and Teddy. 
I don't know. He's like the best quarterback by EPA so far, and he's uh, the best quarterback by PFF on deep throws, much to the chagrin of all the meme makers on Twitter in the offseason. <laughs> all right. We'll be back tomorrow to break down everything Tua or Teddy uh, in Bengals Dolphins. Uh, so don't forget to check us out on NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, please don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Everyone, have an excellent day. Drew, have an excellent day. We'll be back tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.